0: Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we are going to revisit a show we recorded in January of 2020, right before everything shut down. We've got some great music, a really strong Achievement Award winner from West Virginia, and that all starts right now.
1: Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E Town with this week's guests from Montreal, Canada, Basha Bulat, Achievement Award winner Brandon Dennison, and also from Montreal, Canada, Secret City recording artist Patrick Watson. I'm Helen Forrester. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forrester.
0: Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town Hall, our solar-powered musical clubhouse. And you're all in the club, by the way. I'm going to send you the secret codes and the handshakes and the special language sometime soon. First, I want to acknowledge that such a cool sound, the string quartet playing the opening theme for locally sourced, free-range individual musicians, (laughs) the free-range string quartet here at E-Town Hall. They'll be back. They're going to play some more music later on. We've got two... Canadians and a West Virginian on the show this week. Of course, uh, Basha Bulat has been here before. The West Virginian is our award winner. Finally doing what I always thought should happen, which is training people who were formerly in the coal industry for new and sustainable jobs. That's coming up, we'll learn more about that. Our first guest grew up in Montreal. He got his start studying classical music and then making music for art installations and other happenings. Eventually, he started performing live with his friends. And pretty soon he began writing songs and recording and touring. He's now put out, I think, maybe his eighth studio record. His songs have been in lots and lots of television shows and films and other things. He's here with his band. He's a thoughtful and self-critical songwriter whose new record is extremely listenable. Happy to have him for his first visit. Please welcome, along with his band, Patrick Watson.
2: is blowing cause that's where the music's going You are my big dark blue and I want to swim all around you You are the sweetest melody I have never sung I feel like I know you, but you just a ghost to me And when I sit beside your shadow, so her heart for me You are the sweetest melody I've never sung to rescue me You oh, are the breeze of a sound, sound that moves. carries me You are the sweetest melody I have ever sung oh. la 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 Gotta hold the size of your touch That fits in your arms as much And when I try to fill it up This hole gets bigger every time You are the sweetest melody I've never sung You are the sweetest melody i Love us star, you are my island, and love no, no, no. my remedy to rescue me. You are a oh, breeze of sun and
3: for you guys singing from
0: the cells. Patrick Watson, welcome to E-Town. Good to have you here finally. I'm very, very happy to be here. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, you grew up in Montreal, right? Yeah, I grew up in a small town a little
3: bit outside of Montreal. It's like a really
0: small little town. So. Yeah. Was it a predominantly French-speaking town?
3: There's pockets of uh, like Anglos, as we call like English-speaking communities, and it would definitely be more of an English-speaking community with a smaller francophone community, Yeah, a lot of French people as well, but yeah. definitely more from an Anglophone, we would yeah. say.
0: But français?
3: I speak French fluently, and like in grade one, I'd ask my parents to switch me to French school, which I don't know why, and I showed up to French school not speaking any French. You learned, learned quick. I learned, well, you kind of, if you don't, you get beaten up, so yeah. you learn real damn quick. <laughs> And then back in those days, there was a thing where they wanted to separate Quebec. And if you're an Anglophone in a French community, it was like, you learn how to speak French quick. <laughs> was oh, one man. of those things.
0: Yeah. Um, you started out playing more music for art installations or, or um, theatrical pieces and things like that, right?
3: I mean, I wasn't really a gifted songwriter from the, the get-go. I liked really symphonic music. I was like, a big fan of Debussy. And we all studied jazz together. And we were all jazz players. And slowly, as I got older, I just liked the song more and more, funny enough. And yeah. it kind of grew on me. I didn't know if I liked singing that much. I like instrumental music a lot. And when I first started, my voice was very instrumental. And I wasn't necessarily a lyricist yet. And then slowly, I realized I was going to sing. I better learn how to write words. So then I started spending enormous amounts of time trying to learn how to read. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. In English. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But when you say your voice was more of an instrument, to I mean you were just sort of vocalizing, improvising vocal yeah. sounds.
3: i got high falsetto, too, so I can kind right. of go woo, all that la di stuff. And then, funny enough, for the last record, I broke my voice like really badly. And then I had to sing low for a tour. And then people were like, well, I love how you're singing. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> maybe it wasn't such a good idea to sing like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of, to be honest, like when I look at music, I look at music from like a 2,000 year perspective. Yeah. I'm not really good at like popular culture necessarily. I like looking at like the grand sweep of the arcs and stuff like that. And falsetto has been like a huge integral part of male singers since the mm-hmm. very beginning. And yeah. high tenor voices has always been kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. It's
0: good in bluegrass too.
3: Absolutely. in all sorts of forms of music, you know, so.
0: Um, speaking of the uh, sort of interest in classical and, and Debussy and instrumental music and the 2,000-year thing and not really being connected to popular culture. There's one little chapter in your story that's confused me a little. And that is the time that you were on the road opening for James Brown. <laughs> yeah, pretty weird. Well, what was that all about, and how did I actually that happen? don't know and... what
3: it was about.
0: <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. We were very
3: lucky. We had actually never even really toured that much at the time when we got on the road. And as I toured with them, I actually sat there and learned how to be a frontman. Wow. It was kind of like schooling. And the one thing I liked and I had in common, if we had anything in common, is I grew up singing music in a church. Religion's like a a whole other topic, but the idea of music being a sacred and Mm -hmm. kind of a moment where people have a special moment. And I think for him, before he'd go on stage, they would do this big prayer. And regardless of religion, once again, I'd say, just the idea of like coming on stage with a sacred idea was very important to him, and it was very important to me. And what I realized was, when he got on stage, even though he was like, I'm James Brown, I mean, it's it's actually like a conversation between the singer and the audience hmm. it's not going up there telling you how to feel you guys are having a conversation and i really appreciated that way of putting on a show yeah
0: in case you just tuned in you're listening to e-town here with patrick watson you know we we have a great curiosity about canadians in general <laughs> well primarily it's just your health care that we're really puzzled by <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, But I noticed on the back of your record, you list uh, an organization called Factor as one of the, uh, you know, you thank them for the support. And it reminded me that the Canadian government has for a long time through various agencies and, and devices supported musicians in various ways. And I just it's so cool. There isn't anything like that here. Has it been pretty helpful for you? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of different thoughts about it, and
3: I think absolutely has been helpful in for loads of bands that get started and like allows us to tour and like try to get territories that like our music, and absolutely is the most helpful thing. Obviously, the support definitely it, does something. It primes the pump, for sure. Yeah, exa- absolutely.
0: Uh, title song. The idea of the wave as a force that you can either work with or work against just I'm assuming that that's part of what went into the the theme of the it's the title song of your record I'm just guessing that that's sort of what you're working with there
3: I think what happened was like at least a bunch of enormous changes that were like big changes that totally changed all the ideas you would have about life and it, the wave was so big that once you get caught like in a big wave like you just have to let it do its thing and if you try to swim while it's got you you're just going to drown because you're going to run out of energy and I feel like the album was written when I was like inside the wave. and I was like, well, if I swim, it's not going to work. And in that moment of like just letting my body go and kind of surrendering to being like, oh, I don't actually know where I'm going to land. I just kind of got comfortable there and just wrote all the songs in that kind of pocket of a moment where I would just kind of like surrender to what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And and uh, I, I want to just put a sort of a finer point on surrender because well, it's not giving up. That's right. And it's yeah. not
3: a pessimistic record whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I guess surrender is a wrong way. I think it's just like giving in to what's yeah. going to happen. And you know, sometimes you got to do that.
0: Well, it's a really good record, and it's a really listenable record. I like the fact that it's accessible, and it's got a kind of, I don't know, a complexity and a tenderness at the same time that makes it something I reach for. You know, you reach for records for different emotional reasons, and this is one that uh, I've enjoyed listening to. Well, that's very, very nice of you. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right, well, I'm just kissing <laughs> because you're the guest, and I know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make you feel good. I do, I do feel a lot better. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> It was
3: really nice to see you guys.
0: I'm living now. <laughs> All right. Literally, we are, in fact, going to get back to music now. So please welcome back, if you would, along with his band, Patrick Watson. All right,
3: cool. Thank you.
2: Strange day walking just a little outside
0: That's Patrick Watson, along with his band Joe Grass on guitars and vocals, Erica Angel on backup vocals, Mishka Stein on the bass, Evan Tai on the drums, the record is called Wave on Secret City Records. They'll be back to play some more music a little later on in the program.
1: Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination on the web at bohemianfoundation.org and by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to (music) E-Town.
0: Nick Forster, this is E-Town, Patrick Watson and his band are going to be back later on the show. And coming up, singer and songwriter, also from Montreal, Basha Bulat is here. Um, Lots more music in a bit, but before we bring back uh, the musicians, I want to tell you about what's coming up. Every week we get a chance to share a story of somebody that we heard about from listeners around the world, around the country, who tell us about people in their communities who are doing outstanding things across a variety of fields. Usually these are volunteers who look around, they see an issue, a problem, they try to address it in their own way. And always these stories add up, big things happen. So it's a great reminder that individual efforts do add up. We get to recognize these folks with the Achievement Award. And here comes Helen Forster to tell you about this week's
1: winner. Thank you, Nick. This week's story is one of hope and a real can-do attitude. Brandon Dennison was born and raised in West Virginia. His parents were college teachers who provided a comfortable childhood for him, but he was always very aware of the poverty that existed all around him. While studying history and political science in college, he learned about the economics of his home state and how its dependence on the coal industry had over the years created deep challenges around increasing unemployment and problems related to that in terms of health, housing, and job opportunities. Well, he knew that people wanted to work, but needed help finding new ways to support themselves and their families. Eventually, he devised a plan to provide education, on-the-job training, mentoring, and jobs to folks in the southern part of the state many of whom come from situations of long-time poverty or have worked in the coal fields but have lost their jobs to automation and shutdowns. Now, Brandon's here with us to tell us more, so please welcome this week's Achievement Award winner, Brandon Dennison of Wayne, West Virginia.
0: Brandon, welcome to E-Town. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I'm so glad to get to hear your story and get to meet you, because I think this is such a great idea and timely. Um, Helen mentioned that you're working with folks in southern West Virginia. Tell us a little bit about what their life is like and what kind of people you're serving.
4: It's been tough times lately in southern West Virginia. I mean, even when coal was booming, it's tough times. I started Coalfield Development in 2010. And
0: Coalfield Development is the name of your project. Right. It's yeah. our nonprofit. Yeah.
4: And soon after we started it, really an employment crisis set in. So the coal industry had been on a steady decline for a long time. Then several factors came together and the bottom just fell out. And we had unemployment, literally like what we had during the Great Depression. It was just an economic crisis. And so we're trying to find creative ways out of that.
0: And just to be clear, some of that unemployment was really a direct result of two things, right? Automation, bigger machinery, mountaintop removal, different types of coal mining that required fewer people, plus the loss of interest in, you know, conversion of coal plants to gas and so on. Right. Yeah.
4: A lot of factors. Natural gas is one factor, but also renewables. I mean, as renewables have grown yeah. in their market share, coal's taken a hit. Right. And that's good for the environment. And I think you know we need to have a more sustainable economy. But I also know being a lifelong West Virginian, it's hurt at the dinner table and people are just feeling very scared and not sure what comes next. Yeah. When I was in college, I was very involved with the youth group at a Presbyterian church in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. We would do these service trips every summer. And the last service trip that I led was to a place called Mingo County, West Virginia, deep in the coal fields. And we were doing traditional volunteer work, home repair for an elderly woman. And as we were working, these two young men approached us and they literally had tool belts slung over their shoulders. And it was really, really hot in July. And they asked us if we had work available. And I explained that we were just volunteers and they kind of went on their way. And it could not have been more than a two minute interaction. But I felt like that completely summed up our situation in West Virginia, which is we have people who want to work, love to work and want to be a part of something and want to contribute. But our economy has gotten so messed up that there's nowhere to really apply that gumption
0: yeah and those guys actually had some skills it sounds like if they had a tool absolutely. belt and they knew what to do
4: absolutely yeah we have a lot to offer and in many ways the whole modern economy was powered by coal and so there's a lot of pride that comes with that and i think those skill sets can apply to the new economy too
0: yeah so tell me how your your program works so if we
4: start new businesses in sustainable sectors We have an organic agriculture business. We helped start the first solar installation company in southern West Virginia. We have a company that makes T-shirts out of recycled material. But then we use those businesses to put unemployed people back to work, people from coalfield communities. And essentially, we're modeling what a new, more sustainable economy can look like. Yeah.
0: And so uh, how do you find... And how do you engage and interact with people who are looking for work and either have skills or are ready to be retrained? So we recruit in several main places, unemployment offices,
4: public assistance offices, vocational programs. And then we organize the work week in a really special way. We call it the 33-6-3 and three model. So 33 hours of paid work. It's a real job six hours a week in the community college classroom so all of our crew members are enrolled working towards an associate's degree and then three hours a week of personal development ultimately we're trying to deal with generational poverty cycles and that's complex and there's a lot to that and so we're carving out three hours every week to go deep to earn people's trust and really knock down those barriers to a full life one at a time
0: it's a major commitment to make it all the way through in case you just tuned in You're listening to E-Town, I'm Nick Forster. I'm here with this week's Achievement Award winner, Brandon Dennison. So um, three hours of community development, is that about sort of like fundamentals of finance and how to balance a checkbook? Exactly right, a lot of dealing with money, getting healthy, you know, physically
4: healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally well. Right.
0: Um, This is sort of famous, Mingo County and neighboring counties are famous for uh, drug addiction, right?
4: yeah the opioid crisis is very real and really it's not that we're any more predisposed to be drug addicts than any other place but it's a sense of helplessness
0: poverty and desperation uh, yeah can
4: set in and so that's where that comes from and so
0: some of that time can be spent in either drug counseling or rehab or whatever
4: yeah we have a special partnership we call reintegrate Appalachia which is you know even when somebody gets clean getting back in the workforce can be a major barrier a lot of times there's a record and so we're kind of a creative, passionate, patient bridge back into the workforce.
0: So now you've been at this a while and there's some success stories in the communities. And so that breeds success and people tell stories about it. Do you have more people wanting to be in the program now than you can accommodate? We do. We always have a waiting list. Uh, our model is
4: very effective. It's more effective than a lot of other job training programs because it's actually a job too. A lot of people can't put their life on hold to get trained right. for several months. Yeah. But Because these are real businesses, we can't hire every unemployed person, unfortunately.
0: Um, How is it when you speak to those folks, knowing what I know about you, convincing them that this is the future? Is there an obstacle to solar panels and and all that stuff? Sometimes there's some skepticism, but the main thing
4: is former coal miners, it's proud hands on work. And so they don't want to work in retail or service. They want to do work they can feel really proud of. And a lot of times, I think coal communities are thought of as like collateral damage in this shift to a more sustainable economy. And I believe we can be the leaders in the shift to the more sustainable economy. We have the hands on skills that are going to be needed to retrofit buildings to be more energy efficient, to put strip mine lands back together to be productive ecosystems again, to install the solar systems on the roofs. We know how to do those things in West Virginia, and we have a lot to offer to the new green economy.
0: That's so great, because I don't think that's something many people would think of. They no. think of West Virginia as being stuck in this cycle of an old economy, an old energy economy and lack of education, right. uh, lack of opportunity. So you think this could actually be leaders in the sustainable, renewable energy economy? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the
4: solar company you know, that we helped start Started in a used ice cream truck (laughs) as the tool van, and now there's 42 employees, and they have more work than they can handle. And I'm very optimistic, but even by my standards, growing up in West Virginia, to think that a
0: solar company could take off in my lifetime, it's very encouraging. That's really cool. When did you start all this, Brandon? 2010. 2010. So how many people have been impacted by this so far? We've trained over a 1,000 people. And wow. we've literally created hundreds of jobs. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. And you said that um, you said that the organization that you started is called Coalfield Development, and it's yes. a nonprofit. Yep. And is there a website if somebody wants to check it out? Coalfield-development.org. Coalfield-c-o-a-l-f-i-e-l-d-development.org. Yep. And there's pictures and examples, and you know people can see what you're doing. Or if they want to support you, obviously you're a nonprofit. Do you rely a lot on donations and grants to do your work? We do. Yeah, it's a
4: blend of our earned revenue from our businesses and donations for the personal development.
0: Does the state of West Virginia support your efforts too? (laughs) Just like Canada would (coughs) if you were in Canada. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I've uh... (laughs) moving on. I've played a lot of music in West Virginia, and I was in a band for 41 years with a guy from West Virginia. And uh, the government of West Virginia is really supported still by coal. Yeah. And so I can imagine that there'd be a little bit of skepticism there, sadly. Yeah. Well, good luck. And if we can help, well, you know, certainly we'd like to learn more and keep in touch because I think it makes so much sense. And it also takes away that argument about we have to protect and bring back coal in order to take care of coal country. And you're proving that that's not the case. Yeah, we're more than just one thing. Yeah. Well, Brandon, congratulations. And thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's Brandon Dennison, winner of this week's Achievement Award, founder of CoalFieldDevelopment.org, Development.org, helping folks in West Virginia get retrained, employed, doing good, sustainable work. Thank you, Brandon.
1: If you want to share this story with your friends, you can find it on our website, etown.org. And if, uh, you can also find um, Brandon's information if you missed it as well on our website. Now, if you know of someone who you think deserves some recognition because of their efforts to better the planet or the lives of others in some way, feel free to let us know about them on our website and they might even end up on the air. And as always, you can write us the old fashioned way as well at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306.
0: Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Brandon. Such a good story. Okay, we've got more music from uh, Patrick Watson and his band in a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about um, Basha Bulat, who's back with us for her second visit. You may remember that she grew up in London, Ontario. She is a Polish Canadian, proudly. She went to college. She had her own radio show. She started playing gigs, um, played the auto harp. She wrote songs. She began recording. Pretty soon after, she was nominated for all kinds of prizes that none of you know about like Polaris Prizes and Juno Awards and things like that. Canadians know about it, and they're cool. They're very, very cool. Impressive. She is back to play uh, some songs from her latest record, which is called Are You In Love? And she is playing with the help of our own homegrown, locally sourced, organic, free-range string quartet. So please welcome back to E-Town, Basha Bulat.
5: Try to stay, they echo back can you like a chorus. Am I still too young to know when I'm living for a ghost? Spinning fades when the brightest colors faded, Stories fail you when you're grown, can't hide us from our fault. But my love for you is bold, Take Back at home For my father I had all the answers Paid a price for pretending Heroes and villains I had made Now all I have left of my day Is one more page of unwritten endings Am I still too young to know when i'm living for a ghost spinning fables. when the brightest colors faded stories fail you when you're grown don't believe them anymore my love for you is bold but it won't save you my love for you is bold but it won't change you my love for you is bold Can I keep going? The stories I've told can't save my love. How do I? How do I be bold?
6: This one is called In The Name Of, it's from a record I have called Good Advice, and the record's all about how we don't listen to good advice, and this is a song that I really like from it.
5: I know I can't go home again I'm in trouble, I'd be living in a future I can never know broken on and on to me still I thought I could break the spell and maybe I, maybe I never
7: will I know
5: ghosts come around again Better feel field I'm abandoned to the promise of a day living in-
0: Basha, welcome back to E Town. Am I right that this is the dress that's on the cover of your new record? It's on
6: my new record.
0: Oh man, does it mean you have to wear that every night?
6: Yeah, it's twenty-five bucks though at the thrift store, so so it's
0: really good. Welcome, welcome. Goes far. Thank you good to hear you sing. This time I'm hearing it, and I don't know if I did the last time you were here, but I, I wonder if Buffy St. Marie was, in fact, somebody you listened to when you were growing up and listening to music.
6: I listen to her even now. It's yeah. one of those things that, yeah, she's one of my heroes. That's she's so She's cool. one of my heroes, yeah.
0: Um, lovely new record. It's called Are You In Love. You've gone through a rough time in the last few years. I'm sorry to hear about your dad, but I know that oh, that sometimes you. can produce new inspiration and new focus for your songwriting. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that jim james produced your new record from my morning jacket that seems like a slightly unusual connection for you to make um tell me tell me about i make friends with
6: people everywhere
0: yeah (laughs) there you are up in up in montreal with your auto harp and there he is in la with his big beard and long hair and somehow you found each other
6: it's about a decade ago now that we met he was on tour for a record he did called Monsters of Folk. Oh, yeah. And I've been a big fan of my morning jacket and of Monsters of Folk and Yim Yames solo. And I just ran up to him and gave him my record at the time called Heart of My Own, which came out in
7: 2010.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's scary to say. It's truly a decade ago. I've gotten away with that for a decade, which is amazing. And yeah, we just became friends over the years. Yeah. And he's been a, very inspiring to me because he's someone who's not afraid to try different things. And he's really encouraged me over the years to push myself and just not be afraid of yeah. going into the left field.
0: And were you recording? Is it that um, sort of crazy recording retreat spa place? Is was that where you recorded? Was it High, High Des? It's
6: called High Des, yeah. It's a very yeah. cool new studio yeah. um, that's opened up in Joshua Tree. Yeah. And it, it we were probably the first band to record there, so maybe we turned it into a bit of
0: made it cool. <laughs> a
6: new age retreat of yeah. sorts. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we'd end every day with a fire, which was really, really fun. And I have never laughed so hard making a record in my life, I felt oh, that's like. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun.
0: Well, Basha, it's great to see you you know making new music and doing new things. Um, and it was a beautiful painting, too, on your album art. And it's nice to see that there's a distinguished painter who was really inspired and happy to be able to do your cover art.
6: Yeah, my friend Chris Knight made an amazing yeah. painting. Yeah. And hes he and I have talked about music. And actually, from around that same time, we became friends and just... He's just someone who's inspired me forever and we just yeah. shared playlists and talked about music and art and yeah it's been wonderful. I should mention my husband plays on this new record too. Oh, he cool. he was he's somewhere maybe back there actually. <sighs> um, his name's Andrew Woods and he did a lot of the really cool Spacey
5: atmospheric things. atmospheric things. Yeah, he yeah. was with
0: you last time you were here. I he think, was right? indeed. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, listen. Congratulations on finding a pathway to a creative life, Thank and you. Uh, that it's still vibrant and working well. Thank you. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Basha Bulat. Um, I
6: decided while I was out in the desert to try and write a song about the most difficult topic I could think of. And for me, that's forgiveness. I don't think it comes easy to anyone all the time. So that's kind of where I was working from when I started this one. They say in
5: time it fades Forget where you have been Why can't I look away from the face I've seen Saw it on those days we spent in the park Saw you chasing dreams down the boulevard And I saw you're already forgiven my name and i don't even try when my body's tired of drinking bitter wine when the cup it breaks in my hand each time how the cup it breaks in my hand each time telling me you're already forgiving it took me years to say it all Took up the pieces of what you made. Tried to build a fire where there was no flame. When I tried to hide in my heart in me, what I tried to find.
0: Bulat, now living in Montreal, Canada, along with the three range string quartet Ludek Wojtkowski, Rebecca Durham, Stephanie Nienka, and Jocelyn Chandel. The record is called Are You in Love? Basha
1: This portion of E-Town is made possible by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as a charter sponsor of Change the Course, a freshwater conservation and restoration program created by Bonneville Environmental Foundation and National Geographic. You can learn more about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. By the way, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free as usual on places like Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Spotify and other podcast directories, so you can find it there. And as I always say, you're listening to E-Town.
0: Nick Forster. I want to say hello to folks who are listening to E-Town on stations like WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, on KBMF in Butte, Montana, and on WQKL 107.1 FM in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests, you want to see exactly what that dress that Basha was wearing looks like, or see what the Free Range Quartet really looks like. All that stuff is on the web videos and photos and You can also find out about how to get tickets to shows and much more. Um, Okay, so, so far pretty good, right? Patrick Watson, Basha, and and a great award. Brandon Dennison was great. Meanwhile, we have lots more music to get to. Would you help me right now? Welcome back along with his band, Patrick Watson.
3: And I just want to thank E-Talk for having us. It's been such a pleasure. What a pleasure to come play music here, so cheers. Here's she
2: rolls. <laughs> <laughs> the wind is dirt and the fish the city's a sea. We're the river, over the flames. Sometimes you gotta burn and keep the storm away. Sometimes, sometimes you're hostage.
0: Patrick Watson, piano and vocals, Joe Grass on guitars, vocals, Erika Angel on backup vocals, Mishka Stein on bass, Evan Tai on the drums. The record is called The Wave. Such beautiful music. Thanks so much for being here. We've got time for one more song. We're going to do one more song. I want to thank all our guests. Thanks to our award winner, Brandon Dennison, coming from West Virginia, doing such great work, retraining, <laughs> putting unemployed folks from the coal industry back to work, back to school. Thanks to Basha Bulat, coming from Montreal, along with the Free Range Quartet. By the way, the quartet is Ludek Wojkowski, Rebecca Durham, Stephanie Mienka, and Jocelyn Shendell. Um, they did a beautiful job. Thanks to Ron Jolly and Helen Forster. Thanks to Patrick Watson and his band. Um, We had fun a few hours ago thinking about what song we were going to play right now, and this is what we came up with. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. sous Asha Bulat, Patrick Watson, the Free Range String Quartet, all these great musicians, Ron Jolly and Helen, our engineers and volunteers. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next time.
1: This is a production of E-Town.
0: Okay, Patrick Watson, Basha Bulat, and Brandon Dennis, and a great Achievement Award story from West Virginia. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.